Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. Hey, what's up, Rockstars? This is Matt Johnson. We are back with the latest episode of the UX Podcast, and I'm super stoked for this conversation. My guest today is Karen Yankovic, and we're talking about creating and leveraging a signature system and the power of identifying really your niche and focusing on that niche. I love the conversation around specialization and focus. Uh, but we went deeper on on a very specific topic with Karen, which is uh, she has essentially built her entire business around a signature system for LinkedIn because that is where she was getting the best traction, the most response. She was getting great results for clients, all that fun stuff. So rather than just being kind of a generalist in the digital marketing space, which she absolutely could do, she chose to really dive deep on that and go with what the market was telling her could be a focus. And she built an entire signature system on that, which is now split up so that you can buy it and access it at different levels. And so we talked about how the more focused we are, uh, the faster we can create that signature system that gets results for clients. That is a very, very good thing. Then we can package that system up in different ways. We can offer different levels of price points around our one thing that we do. Uh, Developing that signature system also gives us one thing that we go out and talk about to the world so that we hit what I would call the tipping point of influence where we get known for one thing, right? And Karen is definitely that. She is known for being a LinkedIn specialist and strategist. Uh, And then we had a, a great section toward the end where we really talked about when we are packaging up our service, once we know what our signature system is and we're, we're becoming known or we are known for that one thing, how do we get the most profit out of that one signature system, right? Because you, like, you, you can just hear the cries from the audience, which is, well, I'm, I'm, I'm excluding, I'm leaving all kinds of money on the table, I'm excluding people, uh, and, and all that's true to an extent. Um, but when we have a signature system, we end up reaching people that we didn't know needed us because now we have a clear and compelling idea to put in front of them and now they respond and we attract them. So once we have that, then we can offer a really high priced, faster results package. So Karen's perspective on it is that people will pay for fast results. So if we're gonna uh, build like a, a high end package, we should start there. Start with how can we apply our signature system to get somebody the, the best results the fastest and offer that as our high-end package. There's a bunch more tidbits and nuggets in there just like that. I thought that was phenomenal. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's, let's dive in with Karen. She's a, you know, has a great background, everything from corporate America, owning small businesses. She got into online marketing. Um, She is a a good friend of Christina Daves, uh, the PR expert, and they've done a whole bunch of stuff together. That's how I, Karen and I connected. I love her approach. I love the energy, Um, super fast talking East coast. Uh, So this was a really, really fun conversation. Uh, So let's dive in with Karen. You can learn more about her at karenyankovic.com. If you really enjoy her approach and want to learn about more, more about her signature system and how you can apply that to grow your coaching, consulting, or agency business, which I think you absolutely should. So make sure to check her out at the end of the episode. So for now, let's jump in with Karen. All right, Karen, officially welcome to the UX podcast. I'm so happy to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're one of my favorite fast-talking East Coasters, so this is going to be fun. <laughs> 
I, it's so funny that you say that because I actually tell people the reason I have a podcast is so people know if they hire me, what they're in for. <laughs> if, if they reach out for me, reach out to me based on my podcast, then I don't have to worry about being somebody I'm not. Right? That is a so. that is hilarious and true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, so you've become kind of you call yourself the LinkedIn evangelist, and we want to talk about some tactical stuff. Uh, just real quick, how did that come about? Because it sounds like I mean, you even mentioned to me this is kind of your zone of genius. How did you even yeah. come upon the knowledge that it's in your zone of genius? Well, you know, a couple things, a couple things. First of all, you know, digital marketing, I just, I love it. I think that it, I love that it gives us the ability to compete on the levels of, you know, Pepsi and Apple, right? We can, we can use the same tools they're using to reach our customers. Um, but I think one of the biggest mistakes I see my clients making and a lot of people making is that they, they look at it as a big game, right? Like, like Twitter, I have a million Twitter followers and I love Twitter, but you know, that's not really where the money is for me, right? I, and a lot of people think that they look, they go into social media and they immediately look for the numbers and the followers and I'm going to have a group program and there's going to have a million people. And I'm like, whoa, stop. Let's back up a few seconds. Where's the money? The money comes from clients. The money comes from getting a few clients first and flipping that model and saying, what do you sell that's $2,000 or $3,000? And let's get you to selling a couple of those first. And those sales come from LinkedIn. So that's kind of, that when I found myself having that same conversation over and over and also making people understand that, yes, we want to talk about our business brand, but, but our, our, you know, our personal brands, people want to know more about the people they do business with. And that to me lives on LinkedIn also. So the more I started talking about those things, the more niche my business became till I really started solely focusing. I mean, and there's no solely focusing on anything in digital marketing, but I primarily focus on LinkedIn because I think that it's, highly overlooked and it's where the money is. It's where you can get a couple big clients that you can afford to do all the other fun things you want to do on digital marketing. <laughs> well, I didn't plan it out this way, but it's funny you say that because that's exactly the conversation I find myself having with a lot of people who reach out about podcasting. So good to know that I'm, I'm kind of in, in step with the, the trends that you're seeing too. What do you think it is about LinkedIn when you said the money's there and the money's not on Twitter, even if you have a ton of followers, what's the difference in that the trust or the credibility or whatever that comes from being on LinkedIn? You know what the difference is? And people out there, all you digital marketers that think digital marketing is all sexy, you're going to hate this answer. The difference is it's good old-fashioned marketing. It's mm. relationships. It's talking to people. But, you know, like I was at a networking event this morning and I walk into a room, there's 100 people there. I know there's a couple of people in that room that could benefit me, but I don't really know who they are. With LinkedIn, I can pre-target those people, right? I can pre-target them. I can go through, find who the people I want to be connected with, find the exact people I want to build my network full of, and then put some strategies in place to build relationships with them to, to further my business goals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, and at that point, it's like fishing in a barrel to get your clients because you've, you've filled your network full of people that you know are probably interested in what you have to say. Mm. Uh, I am uh, way off topic, but I'm looking forward to the day when we have like AR glasses that we can put on and walk into that room of a hundred people. And I want to, <laughs> I want to look at somebody and know their name and who our mutual friends are. Okay. There awesome. you go. Well, LinkedIn does have a tool where you can kind of do that now, Matt. So you're halfway there. Ooh. Okay. There's, good. There's a tool called uh, find nearby. So check that out. Oh, next nice. Okay. A, next time you're in an in-person event, uh, check out find nearby on LinkedIn and you can find out who's in the room and who you have in common. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about relationships because uh, I've definitely experienced the same thing you have, which is it's, it's really easy to start and, and build and strengthen relationships with people on LinkedIn. And, and the mutual friend thing I mentioned is one of those things. Like when I reach out to anybody, that's usually the first thing I mention is the two or three people in our network that we mm -hmm. have in common. And, I'm, and I usually zero in on the people that I actually know. So if they go, oh yeah, John's awesome. I'm like, yeah, I just talked to him last week. 
Uh, but let's Absolutely. talk about some other, uh, any other creative ways that we might be overlooking to build relationships on LinkedIn. Well, that, that tool that I just talked to you about is actually a great way, right? If you're at a networking event and, you know, you're in a room with 100 people and somebody, and you have to do this, it's not like you can walk around and, you know, find who's there. Like they have to be willing to be a willing participant in that activity, right? Okay. But it's, a, you know, if you're all there for the same reason, if people are, if, if organizations that run these events are start to get savvy to this, it's a great way to follow up with a ton of people in that room and also kind of know who's there and gives you a way to follow up with them afterwards, right? Yeah. Like you walk into these events, you talk to 10 people. I follow up with them the next day on LinkedIn, but many people don't. And then, you know, what were you even there for, right? So use LinkedIn to dive deeper into the relationships of people you're already meeting, you know? So, so that's just one great way. There's, you know, I probably have a thousand more ways, but. Um, well, what would you say? Like, let's, let's flash forward a couple of weeks. So let's say you meet someone in person at an event. Mm -hmm. uh, you have an initial good conversation. You do follow up on LinkedIn. You, so now you're connected, but now it's been, you know, it's been a week or two since that initial contact, that initial impression. How do you kind of keep that relationship or let's say maybe strengthen the relationship and just, is there some other touch points we're not thinking about yep. where we can use LinkedIn just to kind of push the ball further down the court? Yeah. So, you know, here's how the way I look at LinkedIn these days and, and I don't spend, you know, I spend all day long on LinkedIn and then I spend almost no time on LinkedIn at the same time, meaning that LinkedIn is open on my computer all the time. Um, I don't spend a ton of time. I don't spend two hours a day on LinkedIn, but it's open all the time. And the reason for that is my LinkedIn inbox is currently, I would probably even say more important to me than my actual inbox because wow. the conversations happening there are the business conversations, right? It's not somebody looking for my headshot or somebody, you know what I mean? Asking me about this or selling me something. It's conversations about, and sometimes they are selling me something and that's okay because it's networking, right? That's why we go to networking events. Everybody in the room is looking to do business. Mm -hmm. So, so therefore, you know, when people connect, I, I want, you know, when I teach LinkedIn strategy, I teach the importance of a cons consistently connecting because I know that if I'm consistently connecting with 20 to 50 people a week, and that sounds like a lot, but if you just incorporate some strategies into your life and then you actually look to get on the phone with these people, not day one, but once they accept your connection request, you know, Hey, you know, thanks for accepting my connection request. Wow. I met you, but I didn't realize you used to work here or, you know, this person or like, just like you would at a networking event, what's the next step in that conversation in that relationship. And then at some point you're going to recognize if you think there's really an opportunity there or not. If there's not, you have a new friend. If there is, then, you know, you know, I'd love to get on the phone with you for 10 minutes because I think there might be some collaboration opportunities for us. Mm. And collaboration might mean your people all need what I have, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. but, it, but, you know, and if it's a really good opportunity, then it's like, I'd love to buy you lunch, mm. right? So you, but you can, you can determine all of that because you can do the research on them as you're building out the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which makes total sense. Um, and then in terms of like, when you meet, when you meet somebody new, there's a good connection. You like them. You want to push that relationship further down, but you want, you're, you're continuing to meet new people. How much do you piggyback right off of someone you just connected with, uh, and go and, and look through their network or you just kind of wait for that to materialize naturally as you're just going about your LinkedIn strategy? You know, it depends on what's going on in your business, right? If, you know, if you've got something going on in your business, I mean, I'll give you an example. I did a, I did a conference in New Jersey. I was, was a speaker at a realtor conference in New Jersey in December. And over this, over last summer, I connected with a ton of realtors in New Jersey because I wanted to be able to go to that conference and message them all before I went to the conference and say, Hey, are you going to be a triple play? I want to, 
you know, um, I'm going to be a speaker there. Let's meet up. We've been connected here on LinkedIn and we've never met. Right. Mm. So I had a, I had a connection strategy over that summer. So there was no need for me to dive into my, um, existing connections to find reasons to connect. I had a particular reason to connect with people. Um, and by the way, really that makes good. that conference crazy valuable, right? So yeah. are you going to, are you going to a conference? Are, did you connect with all the speakers at the conference that you're going to, whether you're speaking or not? Right. So those are like the creative ways to do that. If you run out of those ways, then yes, absolutely find, you know, mine your network for that. But for the most part, I let it happen organically. And then I'm very strategic about connecting with people that, that I think are going to be valued to me in six months. Because you can't connect with them on Tuesday and pitch them something on Wednesday, right? right. So I, I think ahead, what am I doing in the next few months? And I try to build my network full of those people. And then when I need them, it's, you just hit a, you know, you just send a few messages out and um, business starts coming in. I mean, I know it sounds, I know it sounds crazy, but it, it really does happen like that. But most well, people and, don't and do the work. The, right? Yeah, if so, you keep the conversations really natural and authentic, you let the profile do most of the selling, right? Exactly. Okay. That's perfect. exactly right. Uh, so let's talk real briefly, because then I want to shift gears a little bit. Let's talk briefly about the outreach and, and scaling that up, because you said that that's, that's obviously part of your LinkedIn course and the program that you have, but it's something yeah. that you're really excited about. Well, here's the thing. So a couple years ago, if you had asked me, what is the most important thing you can do on LinkedIn? I would say you have to do your profile. Like you have to have a great profile. People put your name in a Google search. Your profile is going to come up. Tell them what you tell the world what you want them to know about you. It's really important that you have a great profile first and foremost. And I still believe that it's really important that you have a great profile because you're going to get most of your accept, connection requests accepted if you look like somebody they want to know, right? Mm -hmm. But I was my back was to the wall one day a few months ago. Somebody literally said one thing, Karen. You were here. You gave us all these great tips. Tell me one thing. And I was like, you know what? The one thing is building your network. Because as a digital marketer, we know how important our email lists are, right? That we've got to build them. And that's where, you know, our social media followers are great, but we don't own them. We have to build our email list. I believe our LinkedIn network falls into that same category. I think that, that you know, you've heard the word your network is, is determines your net worth, right? You, most people are very reactive to their LinkedIn network. They accept connection requests from people that come in and they're not proactively building a network full of people that could be valuable, potential customers, potential partners. Who is it that has a room full of people that need your stuff, right? Are you a speaker? Are you a podcaster? Do you want to have, you know, do you want guests on your show? Do you want to be a speaker? Do you want to be a guest? Are you connecting with those people proactively? The media, are you going onto your local newspaper and putting in the search bar the terms of the things that you're an expert in and seeing who's writing about those things? Are you connecting with those people on LinkedIn? If you're doing that consistently every week, in six months, you're going to have a LinkedIn network that's killer. That's going to give you everything you need to move your business forward. Yeah. But you have to be consistent with it. You, you can't say, I'm only, doing it, I'm only doing it once a month. You, you have yeah. to be consistent with it. Because if you're not consistent with it, then when you need it, it's not going to be there. Yeah, 100%. And there was a, like, you gave out just the very, just like scratching your pinky finger, just a couple of the, the, the strategies that you mentioned there, we could, we could spend an entire episode just exactly. on things like how to reach out to like influencers who are writing articles about the subjects you like, just some of the things that you mentioned in there. I hope people caught that because yep, there was a lot yep. of gold in there. Uh, but I mentioned shifting gears. So I want to shift a little bit because you, you talk about how this is your zone of genius. And one of the, one of like my ultimate question right now is when once you find your zone of genius, what, what I would call your X factors, kind of those special skills and abilities that make you different in the market, how do you squeeze out the most profit, the most impact with the least amount of restrictions on freedom? 
that's very, I think that's the, the ultimate question for anyone who wants to be kind of an independent expert or influencer. So I want to talk a little bit about why, why did you choose to kind of structure the course in a certain way? Why did you choose to do courses rather than, let's say, live group coaching? Walk me through a little bit on the decision process of how you choose to kind of turn your skill set into packages people can pay for. Yeah, that's such a great question. Well, I, you know, the, there's, there's, it, it's, there's a few answers to that. And there's a, maybe there's a few steps to that, right? Um, the more I know, and, and I've proven this myself by getting shiny object syndrome and then going off in other tangents and then wondering why my bank account was shrinking, right? <laughs> I know that the more focused I stay on LinkedIn, which is what I know people ask me for, the, the, the better, the more successful my business is and the more successful my business is, the more people I can help et cetera, et cetera. You know, even on LinkedIn, if you're creating a LinkedIn profile and you're saying, I'm a financial planner, you and 50 million other people are financial planners, right? Mm -hmm. But if you say I'm a financial planner that helped women over 50 create enough wealth to retire at 60 and you've identified your niche to me, now 25 people are going to be like, I need to talk to that financial planner. I yeah. want to retire at 60, right? Yeah. So I know that the more I've proven it because I screwed it up enough times that the, the more I stay in my zone of, in one thing and, and the more niche I make my business, the, 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 the more successful my business is. So that's the first piece of this. Of course, I work with other things on people when I, when I work with them. I mean, LinkedIn doesn't work in a bubble, right? If you're driving people to your email list, do you have an email opt-in, right? There's other things that can come up, but center of everything is LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But the important, the, the part of your question that interests me the most is the part where you say, how do you, like, what made you decide to do a course? What made you decide to do this? How do you know what to do? What I've done and what I teach people how to do within my business is I, and this is such an industry buzzword, but it's a signature system. When I teach mm -hmm. people LinkedIn, we talk about their profile, we talk about connecting, we talk about top of mind campaigns, and we talk about how to turn that into profits, right? Mm -hmm. Those things happen whether I'm working with people one-on-one, -on -one, whether you take my course, whether, it doesn't matter what it is. It, that signature system is built into every level of service that I offer, mm -hmm. which makes it easier for me to create this stuff, right? Because I do it all the time. And whether you are, you know, buying my digital course or working with me one-on-one -on -one where, you know, we can make it happen more quickly, right? Because we're working together maybe for a full day. Mm -hmm. We're doing the same thing, right? So it's about creating a signature system and then being really focused on not straying too far from that. Right. And that's, that is where, that's where the simplification of this comes in. You yep. know, so even if you look at my website and you see all different LinkedIn products, products and services, I mean, there's pieces of it. Like I have a LinkedIn profile training. You can just buy one piece of the signature system. Right. Mm -hmm. But so, but it all, it's all laid out and it all, it's all like a puzzle that is, is very consistent across every single thing that I do. Yeah, it's like uh, the blind man viewing different parts of the elephant. It's all the same thing. So from the customer's point of view, they might buy the leg or something like that. But you know, in your mind, you have the whole thing built out and it's the signature system. I, I, I love that approach and I couldn't have asked for really a better answer to that question because I think that is one of the secrets, um, especially if you want to offer different levels of things to suit different levels of clients, having it all revolve yeah. around your signature system. And you know, here's what's important about that, Matt. Once you have that signature system down, like my digital course is affordable, right? Because it's a digital course. You get, you get me because that's just who I am, but you don't get a day with me, right? right? So, so, but people will pay for fast action and fast results. Mm -hmm. And so I, if you take, if you're listening to this and you have a course, take that course, 
create a full day experience of it and triple what you charged for that, right? Mm -hmm. Because people will pay more. That's your $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 service. You're not, you're not doing anything differently. You're still offering the same system, but you're able to give them all the bells and the whistles and you're giving them quick results because they're spending a day with you or a day and maybe a couple weeks after that or whatever, right? So you, you can easily create high-end packages from the stuff that you're doing now. And, and instead of initially when you first go into business, trying to sell a million things for $100, you can sell a few things for $5,000 and then have the income to be able to do the other things. Yeah, and I, I, the other reason I love that approach is that when you, when, I think when we disconnect ourselves from actually doing that high-end one-on-one work, we also eventually distance ourselves from what works. And if you're yes. selling something like on yes. LinkedIn, like you, you, you know this, you have to be in it every day or they can, mm -hmm. they can unlock one function. And the next thing you know, two months later, everybody's talking about LinkedIn video and you look up, you're like, well, there's video on LinkedIn now? What's going on? Right. What's happening? <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and, you're more, and you're more in the process, right? Like my one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one clients, you know, I, not that I want all my clients to have huge successes, right? But there's only so much I can do to support them. My one-on-one -on -one clients, I want them to be able to say, I paid Karen this much money and I made 10 times that within three months, right? Yep. So they, and, and I learned then what they need to do to make that happen. So it makes it easier that I become a better coach for the next client I have, mm -hmm. right? Because they're getting that success. They're getting the benefit of me, of everything I learned working one-on-one -on -one in a deep dive kind of way with the last client. Love it. All right, well, let's finish out with this. First of all, uh, let people know how they can connect and especially learn more about your signature system and all the different pieces of the elephant that they can buy. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm at Karen Yankovich across all social media. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Tell me you heard me here. And I would love that because then I, you know, um, we can, we can chat a little bit about what we've talked about here on this show. Um, I have a podcast called good girls get rich. So I'd love your listeners to check that out. Um, and if you want to dive into LinkedIn a little bit and learn a little bit about what we've talked about, um, you can go to, um, I'm trying to think of freelinkedinworkshop.com. Freelinkedinworkshop.com will take you to a free LinkedIn workshop, right? And that will <laughs> that will get you started in it, and it'll give you some free tips and tools to help you learn um, what you need to do to get started to make some of these things happen. Yeah, love it. Okay, so uh, final question, just uh, two minutes. What do you think? What do you see coming down the pipeline on LinkedIn that you are excited about or worried about? I'm excited about the things that are coming down the pipeline for LinkedIn because I think they're paying attention to what we are wanting. I mean, LinkedIn Live mm. is coming. So that's exciting. They're starting to recognize the importance of authentic. LinkedIn has always recognized the importance of authenticity. It's mm. one of the only platforms that, you know, wasn't up in front of um, Capitol Hill testifying why there were bots, right? LinkedIn shuts mm. bots down instantly. So mm. they've always been all about authenticity, but LinkedIn Live will give us more ability to, to show up in an authentic way. So I'm excited about that. Um, there's a, I think there's a lot coming. I, I, I don't have any insider information on this, but I, what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling is that we're going to see finally some things coming down the pipe with LinkedIn business pages that make them more valuable to us right now. They're not really, they're like brochures for us, yeah. right? I have a, I have like 11,000 personal connections and a hundred people on my business page, right. you know? um, but it's valuable for advertising. So I, I'm, I'm excited of what of, of the little changes I'm seeing are, are making me hopeful that they're going to make LinkedIn advertising more valuable and maybe not so freaking expensive. They're going to make um, the platform, the business page platform more valuable to us as business owners. So I think that's what we're going to see, but that's more of a prediction than a, than yeah. a uh, tip. 
Yeah, the LinkedIn Live thing, that, that definitely interests me because I've got enough live video experience on other platforms to know that it can be really cool if the platform does it well. And I see right. Facebook de-emphasizing anything longer than five to seven minute videos anymore. And so mm-hmm. like I have already started to shift my podcast away from Facebook Live. We've actually thought about shifting back to YouTube Live, which we started off on. So uh, LinkedIn Live might be an interesting platform to tinker with, uh, especially with like yep. short form kind of live videos. So anyway, um, Karen, this was super fun and surprising, like just how aligned we are in our mentality. Um, and I love that, uh, that you're working with a lot of the same types of people that we serve, the coaches, consultants. So if there's anybody that out there that has uh, high, something high ticket, you have something really valuable to sell, uh, I would love for people to reach out to you and, and kind of get into your world uh, and get you helping them do it better on LinkedIn. I would love that too, Matt. Thanks for having me. Hey, Rockstars, thank you so much. I appreciate you investing your time, your effort, your energy into the show. I don't take that lightly. I so appreciate uh, you all listening and the feedback that I get from those of you who listen and engage with the show, Uh, whether you agree or disagree with the things we talk about. I love hearing from you, so please reach out. And if you are in the audience and you're a business coach, a consultant, or you're in creative services, and you're thinking about using guest, you know, guest appearances on podcasts and interviews to boost your business, grow your brand, build more influence and attract ideal clients, or maybe you're watching other people in your space do that and you're wondering if this strategy will work for you and how to make that work, uh, I did a special training with a client, Dana Malstaff, uh, who runs the Boss Mom Podcast. We produce her show. And we did a training all about that. And it's called How to Get Featured on the Right Podcast and get your ideal clients flocking to you. And a few of the things that we covered in that training, it's, it's short, it's content packed, it's only about 35 minutes long. And we talked about how to get featured on podcasts in less than two hours a week, how to find the exact right podcast for you and make friends with those podcast hosts, how to become micro famous so you're known, liked and trusted in your space and really how to, uh, how to craft a story hook uh, that really gets the attention of podcast hosts and gets them to say yes when you reach out and pitch yourself as a guest. And so we talk about all that and a bunch more in that training. So it's available at howtogetfeatured.com. That's howtogetfeatured.com. Pop your information in there. It's free and you get it in you know, instant access to watch. You don't have to wait for a follow-up email. You don't have to wait for a fake webinar that's not actually live. None of that. It's a recorded training. You get instant access. So go check it out. I'd appreciate it. And I've said it before on previous episodes. This is my number one marketing strategy for myself for 2019. And I learned a lot of these things in the process of building the system for myself and my staff to pitch me as a expert guest on podcasts. And whenever somebody, whether it's one of my own clients or my friends and peers and colleagues in the space that we all run in, it's my number one recommendation for them too, to grow their brand, build their influence and attract ideal clients. So if that's you and you want more of that, go check that out. That's at howtogetfeatured.com. Thanks again so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of the UX podcast.